tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Welcome back to the Brodo Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days, brought to you by the Brodo team, Mike Petrop, Jason Petrop, Tim Petrop, and Santiago Casanova. Welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave, powered by the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. 32 teams in 32 days. Doing it Brodo style, which of course means we're going to touch on every single fantasy relevant player. Today, we're taking a look at the Detroit Lions. I'm your host, Jason, joined by my brother, joined by my brother Michael. Before yeah, we begin, real quick, before before you begin, I just have to say, you can't say Santiago's name without it sounding like kind of sexual. I don't know why that Like Timmy, Santiago right Casanova. Oh, It's bah. just a perfect name. Right. <laughs> With that said, it is a great name, of course. Can't deny that. Before we, go on, before we begin, I want to remind you to download the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only app that has every single tool you need to draft and keep a winning team during the season, before the season, and after the season. It's free for a limited time. On the app, you get fantasy player cards, who to draft tool, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching stats, articles, rankings. Waivers, advanced stats, including exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, rushing yards over expected, and points for opportunity excluding touchdowns. There's also breaking news, push notifications. There's so much. So much. That's not even everything, and I tried to talk fast. Free for a limited time. Thanks to our wonderful wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash Fantasy. You can join us now to support the show and the app. For just as little as $3 a month or more if you're feeling extra sexy. Most importantly, though, you get to join the community on the Discord. You get to play in leagues with the Brodo Bros. You get an extra podcast per week, including the waiver pod, private team consultations, free giveaways, and more. And as always, the Brodo Hub, BrotoFantasy.com, is where you can find all things Brodo. And with that said, we're diving in to Detroit. Detroit, baby. The Lions. The Lions are a new team this year. The Lions are going to bite kneecaps. They're going to bite kneecaps. They're going to bite kneecaps, brother. Head coach Dan Campbell brings along with him Anthony Lynn, offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Chargers. First year together. First year as um, as a duo for these two. And they're also coming in with a new quarterback. This is going to be a completely new team, new tendencies, new everything. So what we're looking at here is a team that the offensive line was 10th rank last year, not much different this year. And Anthony Lynn's Chargers, maybe surprising to some, passed 57.4% of the time, 19th in the league. So he ran a bit, he rushed a bit. The thing with Anthony Lynn and this is the important thing that I want to get to. I'm going to cut right to DeAndre Swift first. Because the thing with Anthony Swiftly Lynn to Swift. Is his last two seasons as head coach. He finished second and first in running back targets per game. So even when his team is passing. They are getting the ball into their running back's hands. And they have a dynamic man. Named DeAndre Swift. In that backfield. 
Last year, Carrion Johnson and Adrian Peterson combined for 239 touches. Those are all up for grabs. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams, the only two running backs of note on that team. DeAndre Swift was top 10 last season in EPA per play. He was top 10 in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. He's a good running back. Like, let's just get that out first. He's a good fucking running back. So now, we got to see how much is he going to produce. Think Melgo and Eckler. When Melgo and Eckler were together on the Chargers, they were both putting up numbers, even when Lance uh, Lynn had a pass percentage of over 56%. Why? Because they were getting work through the air. Eckler made his name as a pass catcher. He lined up on the outside, lined up in the slot. Melgo was one of the most underrated pass catching backs in the NFL. Their last two seasons together, Melgo and Eckler, combined for 994 receiving yards and 1,289 receiving yards. They might say Williams is the A-back, he's going to run it through the gut, yada, yada. DeAndre Swift legit has potential to hit 800 receiving yards. Call me crazy, I believe. 800's a lot. It's Lance Lynn, dude. I mean, Anthony Lynn. I just, I'm stopping saying Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn's a stud, stud pitcher bringing my fantasy baseball team to the playoffs. But also, if we take a look at Jared Goff, he's not a guy who's thrown to the running back a lot in his career. But we know he can. We know that he has to Todd Gurley. And he also was recently quoted as saying, check downs are my friend. The only concern with Swift is that he's not going to see enough rushes and that the Lions don't score enough. But there's already whispers that Swift is going to get work out of the slot. Even if he splits rushing work with Jamal Williams, 15 carries and 5 targets a game is not out of the equation. Especially if this is a team that's as bad as people think. He's going to get a lot of work through the air. I'm loving DeAndre Swift more and more as we get closer to the season. I won't be mad if he's in the second round, I take him, and he's my first court running back off the board on my team. And Jamal Williams is probably going to be a decent flex play all season as well. With upside if DeAndre Swift were to get hurt. So I like both of these guys in a Lance Lynn-led offense. You said Lance Lynn again. Anthony Lynn, fuck me. Yeah, the only the only question marks is, is DeAndre Swift... Good enough to be the Austin Eckler. You obviously think he is in that offense. And also, will that offense be good enough for DeAndre Swift to break out? That is a possible bottom five offense. Easily. A bottom five offense, in my opinion. Apologize if you hear thunder in the background. It's coming down hard right now. So that's the real question mark. How many points is this damn team going to score? Scoring a lot of touchdowns is nice. Will DeAndre Swift be able to score a lot of touchdowns on this team? I'm going to jump to the QB position real quick. Because when I say this is a bottom five offense, Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Literally not debatable. Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are better than Tyrell Williams, Rashad Perriman, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Matt Stafford just had four games as a QB1 last season. Ended as the QB16. I know it was a completely different offense. Now Anthony Lynn is the OC. But Jared Goff couldn't even find sustained success in a Sean McVay-led offense with Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Todd Gurley, Cam Akers, and company. 
Like Jason pointed out, Lynn was 19th in the league last year in pass percentage, which lower than I expected because Justin Herbert threw a ton. But I guess they just ran a lot of plays and they ran a higher amount than expected. But that's not great for Jared Goff and his prospects as a fantasy quarterback. And this team is just straight up worse. Their offensive line is underrated. It's a very solid unit. But what? It, how could you possibly find any excitement in Jared Goff with the weapons that he has this year? Even in like two quarterback leagues. Yeah. He's currently going off the board at QB 33. Look, that's very low. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> He's not going to finish outside the top 30 quarterbacks. But Jared Goff likely has the lowest weekly floor every week of the starting quarterback that's playing. And I don't think that's really an understatement. Like, I, I think he might have the lowest floor every single week. Seriously? Yeah, man. This is They're not a good a bad team. team though. They're going to pass a lot, probably. Yeah, that's what they say, but bad teams are bad teams. It doesn't matter if they pass a lot if they don't score any damn touchdowns. Lowest floor? Lowest floor has to be Sam Darnold after all the bullshit he's done. In I disagree. Career. In the Joe Brady offense where Teddy Bridgewater actually had some good games. Honestly, I'd argue that the lowest floor is Baker Mayfield. On a week-to-week basis? Just talking floor. Like, in... Games where the Browns All right, are comp lead by a lot and run ceiling a lot. and floor mix. Jared Goff is likely the lowest. I guess I don't really think that's going to be debatable. How are you going to say that's not debatable? From now, like if I were to guess now, I'd say Jared Goff has the lowest ceiling floor mix of any quarterback. What about Drew Locke slash Teddy Bridgewater? They have better weapons. Yeah. Like, part of that. Are there trash the wide receivers? Throwing too. Yeah, they're trash wide receivers. The Lions yo. wide receiver depth chart is Brashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams, Amon Ross St. Brown, Quintez Cephas, Khalif Raymond, shout out former Titan, Geronimo Allison. Doesn't exactly strike fear into the people's hearts. Especially. Wow, Geronimo Allison. Like, these are two, they're top guys Brashad Perriman, Tyrell Williams. They've both been used in the same role their entire lives. They're outside deep threats. They run straight. They have two of the same people on the team. Go to the outside and run straight. Like, I find it very odd that they brought in both those guys. And Amin Ra is a fourth-round rookie. And you can say what you want about him. People are saying he looks like the best receiver in Lions camp. Look, he's a fourth-round rookie. And his number one comp on the Brodo app is... Fucking Antonio Callaway. That was his best comp. Sorry, not number one. Like, best player. That wasn't even his number one comp. So, it's really hard to get excited about any of these guys. A lot of people will tell you, if you had to take a shot on one, let it be Tyrell Williams, because Tyrell Williams made his name in Los Angeles, and it was when he was playing with Lance Lynn, and he had his breakout 1,000 yards, 7 touchdown season. But Phillip Rivers is a better quarterback than Jared Goff. Goff struggles with the deep ball. That was like four years ago. Lance Lynn is... Who knows if he's going to treat Tyrell Williams the exact same way. It's just really hard because it's like one of these guys is probably going to be good. But it's also a chance that a random a random person from this quadruple five, six slit 
of receivers just pops off every month, every week. So I think that the number one option in this offense can be DeAndre Swift. The number two option I'll let you get to is going to be TJ Hawkinson. I'm not even lying right now. I wouldn't be surprised if number three is Jamal Williams. <laughs> with the amount that Anthony Lynn throws to running backs and will want to run the ball. I can see Swift getting 20 touches a game. Williams getting 12. Hawkinson getting 10 targets. And then the rest of the guys having like five to seven targets each. And if they don't find the end zone, they're useless. So you could take a shot on one. Tyrell Williams or Brashad Perriman is is that one. I'm not super excited about it. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people expect TJ Hawkinson to get like 8,800 targets this year. So talk to me about TJ. I am not going to draft TJ Hawkinson once. Look, TJ Hawkinson, the one and only, the former eighth overall pick. Talented, big, great intangible tight end, right? <sighs> Folks, people are expecting this huge target share in 2021. I don't think they realized how big of a target share he had in 2020. He was fifth in the league in targets, fourth in the league in receptions, third in receiving yards, ninth in touchdowns, seventh in true target value, eighth in reception yards per game, and he was still super mediocre even with Matt Stafford as his QB for the majority of the season. And no, Kenny Galladay on the field for the vast majority of the season, basically making him one of the main receivers. Hawk ended as a top 10 tight end eight times last season, which sounds great, right? Eight top tight end finishes seems great. That's half the time. He had three games the entire year over 15 PPR points. And of those three games, not one of them were over 17. Not a single game with 17 or more PPR points. With Matt Stafford at QB and Kenny Galladay out for the majority of the season. His main target, the main target on the team was him and Marvin Jones. Not much has changed in that regard. Marvin Jones is better than the outside receivers, yes. But it's not like TJ Hawkinson is going to see 45 targets a game. People are acting like this guy's about to break target records for tight ends. He was also on a Daryl Bevel-led offense that passed the second-highest percentage in the league. So now he gets a downgrade at, a downgrade at QB from, Jared Goff to, from Matt Stafford to Jared Goff. A new coach in Anthony Lynn who passed more than the coach he had the last several seasons. And he had absolutely no ceiling last year. Yes, he ended as a tight end three overall last season. But he had less points than the wide receiver 34, Jarvis Landry. You're going to spend a fifth round pick on this guy? There's a 0% chance I draft TJ Hawkinson at ADP this season. Zero. I agree. You got you to pay up for him, man. And, like, I get it, right? He's going to see a lot of targets. Fine. It's not like he didn't last year. It's not like he was a no one last year. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who sees targets. He had 101 targets last year. It's a lot for a tight end. 
and he turned that into 67, 7, 23, and 6. Like, these are fine numbers. But on a previous heat wave, the Ravens won. I mentioned how Mark Andrews and Eric Ebron weren't even that far off. And that's tight end 4 and tight end 14. Like, it's going to be, it's, it's hard to find a late tight end who's going to be super productive. But when you're drafting TJ Hawkinson, you can still get, like, I'm, there's no way I'm drafting TJ Hawkinson over T. Higgins. Yeah, no way. T. Higgins has a chance to end as a top 12 wide receiver. Over Kyler Murray, like, I'd rather take a QB in the fifth round than T. I Hawkinson. agree. This year, once we get past the big three tight ends, if I don't like the right running backs or receivers, I'm taking a quarterback over Hawkinson or Andrews. Yeah. I think I'd do that. Marty Allen, Mahomes, one of those guys, Lamar. It's just this team has a lot of question marks through the air, and a lot of times, Michael always says it, a downgrade at quarterback doesn't mean good things. An offense runs through their quarterback. Yeah, a team expected to be trailing doesn't mean good things. It means it's a bad offense that is going to score less points. The Jets trailed a lot last year. You weren't running those guys out. Yeah. Not a lot of them, at least. Not confidently. Yeah. This could be a pretty Jets-esque offense. I'm telling you, I really think this team is going to run through their running backs. And Hawkinson will get his looks. And I get it. Like, Jared Goff had that season where Tyler Higby was super good. And, like, he's always used Higby and Everett. And... He does like to throw to the middle of the field because he's the do and the do quarterbacks throw to the middle of the field because they can't get it to the outside. So Hawkinson will be good. Just at his value, I'm not buying it. And I'm not excited about the wide receivers either. Like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if Jamal Williams is the third option on this team. That would be interesting. And that I guess that gets us to one injury away. Again, the obvious answer is Jamal Williams. But honestly, I'm not even sure that would help him that much. Uh, it would help. Uh, this is Anthony Lynn we're talking about. Like, Kalen Balazs, Josh Kelly, like, just throwing out random people last year. I'm not convinced that Jamal Williams would be a... Like, there's some backups, right? That where you say, like, if their starter got injured, I would rank this guy higher than the starter because now... They don't have to worry about that. And I don't think if DeAndre Swift got hurt, I'd ever rank Jamal Williams higher than where I was ranking DeAndre Swift. So I guess my answer is DeAndre Swift, now that I'm talking this out. I think it would have to be DeAndre Swift, Because I think it's too. the other way around. If Jamal Williams got hurt, then DeAndre Swift really would be like, all right, this guy is about to get CMC-type work. Yeah. So I guess DeAndre Swift. But as even odd like as that Anthony sounds. Lynn, even when like Melvin Gordon went down, for instance, like then Justin Jackson stepped up or Joshua Kelly last season. Kalen fucking Balage. That's what I was Kaelin just saying. Kalen Balage, yeah. Yeah. The Lions depth chart at running back isn't great though. Jamar Jefferson and Dedrick Mills are the next two backs. So yeah, I'm just not interested in that team, man. I don't blame you. Besides DeAndre Swift, maybe I'll draft him, but he's not someone I'm actively targeting heavily. I don't blame you. Hmm? I think that's it. 
That's that with Detroit. Detroit. D-Town. Motown. When when are they going to make the playoffs again? Oof. Ever? Not for a while, brother. I feel you, Detroit fans. We're Jets fans here. Not for a while. We understand. We're looking up. We're looking up. The Jets are looking up, hopefully. <laughs> that is our Detroit Lions bleak, besides for the running backs. Outlook. Thank you for joining us. That was the heat wave. The heat wave will continue on. And we want to continue to remind you to download the Fantasy Football Vibroto app. It's going to update every week with statistics, rankings, waivers. Every week in the season, you're going to get push notifications with breaking news. You'll get push notifications with long touchdowns. It's an app that you want. And it's going to be super useful. It's going to be your secret weapon. We're releasing articles almost every day. We're releasing podcasts every day. You're listening to it now. Uh, so give it a listen. Give it a download. Uh, if you want to support us, the app is free because of patreon.com slash Fantasy. Love our patrons. You can help support for as little as $3 a month. Free for a limited time. Um, what else? You can follow us at Jason, at Mike, at Tim, at Casanova, or Santiago Casanova, as Michael says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you can find everything at BrotoFantasy.com. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we have the... Heat wave.